Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show where I, an MSP from South Florida, try to have a show where we talk to other MSPs, other IT professionals, vendors, IT thought leaders, anybody in in the industry that I think could help us all run our businesses better, smarter, and faster. We are doing that tonight. We've got Fernando and Gregory back with us from MSP Corner. Guys, how are we doing? Great. Awesome. Doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've got a couple of little irks I'm going to have to talk about here, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we're, so, we're ready. We're all ready. right. Uh, so we're going to remind everybody. So you guys were back with us on show 532. It seems oh so long ago now since we had to cram in all those uh, ConnectWise pitch it shows, but we're we're back on a regular rotation now, and I'll ask you guys how life has been since then. It's only, was it been about six weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a bit. Yeah. You're right. I, I went on vacation for three of those weeks, so oh, well. kind of, it, it's a little shorter for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Greg, how about you? Yeah, just more of the same. More of the same. Speaking of more of the same, let me get this out of the way because it is just gnawing at me. Uh, you guys, so you're still doing an MSP, right? Yes, sir. All right. So you will get a little bit of my frustrations. So <laughs> you guys do co-managed at all? We sure. do. Uh, yeah, of course. So I got, a, I got an email from one of the juniors at an office. And this is to give you guys the story that some of my listeners already know. This is a law firm client that... I mean, there were about 150, 155 people, seven offices. So they do need somebody there on a pretty regular basis. They did not want to pay me to have somebody there. So they've hired their own. They want to be able to tell that person what to do and where to go, blah, blah, blah. Basically, this person goes nowhere. All they do is stay at the home office. They never go to another office. And there's one literally 20 minutes away. Mm. I go. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Oh, my. So when the person first started, um, I didn't interview or wasn't any part of the process. And the administrator said, well, why don't you call him and introduce yourself and you guys can chat. So I, I did. And I asked, you know, so tell me about yourself. And the only thing he would really say is that, well, I'm Cisco certified. <laughs> and I said, that's nice, but what does that have to do with Windows machines, Active Directory, networking? Do you know anything like that? Well, I'm Cisco certified. I'll be able to figure it out. Oh, my. Oh, my. Wow. He's so every now and then I have these little nuggets that pop up. And so yesterday was a lovely nugget. Where <laughs> one of the users in his local office was complaining about performance and freezing. And he doesn't email me, doesn't call. He sends an email to the administrator of the firm asking what should be done. So the administrator responds, well, have Marvin run a scan. And so he forwards me the email, complains of freezing and says that he's noticed problems with the CPU. So can you run a CPU scan? And I say, not from here. Yeah. You can do that locally on the machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He should. So, so, yeah. What he does is he opens up resource manager, which I can't even believe he found that. And he takes screenshots of the CPU usage and sends them to me and says, please advise. <laughs> but he's a Cisco certified tech. I mean, I thought he could figure these things out. Yeah. 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 So the that chip, was the chips, the chips on these shoulders, huh? So it was just hilarious. And I'm like, okay, Funny. buddy, you 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 go you're figure it out. Yeah, you're on your own, buddy. Exactly. So so that was issue number one. Issue number two was today. So I normally don't talk about some of the specific stuff I do in my business because I'll 
I'll always get yelled at and, oh, you're doing trunk slammer stuff. Well, I don't care. So every now and then when I get product back, instead of sending it all off to the recycler, I will go through it and see what's usable or not. I keep stuff for backups. And then I sell stuff on the eBay. Mm. Mm. So I got in recently a bunch of NAS drives that, yeah, they're a little bit old. They're four, five, six years old. But I checked them and I found three three terabyte Western Digital red drives that the power on hours for them were all under 300 hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, these drives are good, but I don't want to put them in my client station. So I throw them on the eBay, got them sold, sent them off. Now, before I did all that, I of course put the drives in, you know, a NAS, I put them in a toaster. I run a couple of hard drive testing on them. I put those test results in the eBay Mm, mm. and I put in all the disclaimers, blah, blah, blah. Please make sure you know that this is compatible and all that stuff. So the drives get delivered this past Monday, Monday night, I get in something from eBay saying that a buyer has disputed a purchase Mm -hmm. and it was these Mm. three drives and the dispute said none of the drives would power on. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, my first drives don't really power on, but okay. <laughs> so, so I get the drives back today. And of course, eBay's immediately refund the buyer. Uh, so I, of course, take the drives out of the box, put them, they come up just fine. Yeah. 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 And all I can think of is the drives aren't formatted and the person probably stuck them in a desktop. And I don't know what he expected. I don't know if it, or she, I don't know. I don't want to be sexist here. <laughs> but I don't know if they expected the drives to have an OS on them and start right up. I'm like, these are NAS drives. Right. Storage. You're just storing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my. Oh, so my. And a nice little letter to eBay saying this user, this buyer has no clue what they're doing. <laughs> I'll put screenshots in there. And yes, the drives power up. Yes, they're fine. We'll go from there. So I just had to get that off my chest. Good, good. That's <laughs> yeah. The buyer on eBay has a lot of power over you. You know, yeah. one bad rating is like brutal. Yeah, It'd be devastating yeah. to your your credibility. It's interesting. So I've actually, I don't know how long I've been on the eBay. It's probably been, I don't know, ten, fifteen years. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't sell a lot. I might, you know, do a couple of items a month at most. Never had a bad rating. I got nervous once where we did have, we shipped the wrong, we shipped the wrong memory sticks to somebody and I was panicked. And I said, you know, luckily the person reached out to me. I said, I'm sorry, keep what you have. We'll send you the right ones and that'll be it. And they literally gave me five stars just for, for doing that, sir. Oh man. So that was lucky. Yeah, you 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 know what's up. You're you that's great customer service, Marv. Every time, every time yeah. you're gonna get, you know, a great review when you treat people like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just frustrated that this person didn't reach out to me before opening the dispute with eBay. Yeah. Like, just yeah. email me, say what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Put them in an ass. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I sell a lot on eBay. And one time I sent something to somebody and it was the package was damaged, you know, and they were complaining to me and eBay about it. And I'm all, well, not sort of not my problem, but you know, I, I was just, eBay was totally on my side, but I could see it going bad. You know, if that person freaked out and said, I didn't get what I was supposed to get. It was damaged. I'm all, you know what? That's not me. I don't ship things, sort of. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't put, I don't damage boxes on en route, you know, kick them down the road. That's yeah. the UPS or FedEx guy that does that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my. Funny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it off uh, your chest, Marv. Anything yeah, else? Got it off. <laughs> uh, so, up. Uh, had a uh, shout out from Mr. Eric Anthony. Good evening. Hello, sir. Thanks for 
chiming in of the All Things MSP podcast as well. So, guys, let's uh, go back. And for people that maybe did not listen to episode 532, let's quickly give them a rundown of what the MSP Corner is. Sure, sure. I, I can... Uh... I can take that if you'd like, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> well, the MSP Corner was was developed to primarily help MSPs with areas they struggle. As as an MSSP, we only work with IT firms, right? So we see a lot of the struggles uh, with our current client base and with our prospects because we talk about all kinds of challenges they have. So. And we decided, Gregory and I decided that we would develop a platform that would rival the tech tribes of the world because we just saw a huge gap that wasn't filled. So we developed the MSP Corner to primarily help MSPs with lead generation because a lot of them uh, struggle with marketing. And a lot of the struggle is because they don't have the right leadership in place, the right messaging the right, uh, they're not they're not marketing where they should be. And I hear a lot, I, I go to a lot of webinars, I hear a lot of other coaches out there that are um that are talking about what they should do. And I just I just sit there and shake my head and go, look, the only way you're gonna generate business is by becoming an online authority. And we got that formula. We have the formula, we have the framework, we have the you to do it yourself but that's one that, that's just one area we plan to help MSPs with the other is providing them with framework on how to sell value you know a lot of these guys are stuck selling tech services or tech support or technology clients want to hear the value behind your operations the value you have to offer them and there's a specific sales process you need to follow or, you know, and salespeople need to follow in order to close more opportunities. And we have that formula. We want to share it with everybody. We want to give, you know, we want to provide help and assistance to MSPs who I think we're the, we're the people that make the world go round. You can have all the sexy software and all the hardware in place, but it's junk if you don't have good IT people. So in my, it's my opinion, and I'm being biased, but we make the world go around. So these guys, they need help. I want to help them, as does Gregory, because he has real world experience when it comes to operations, transitioning. And this is another area we want to help with, is these guys want to transition from break fix to uh, being a legitimate MSP, delivering that proactive model. What tech stack should they, what tech stack should they buy? So things like that, those topics are going to be uh, mainly discussed on the MSP corner. And then protection. You've got to protect your MSP with great contracts. And we have a lot of templates, and I can go on and on about why they need to have the right contract in place, because there's this is a fixed cost model. I know there's guys out there that are calling themselves MSPs, and they're like, oh, no, we're hourly. No, you've got to do things at a fixed rate. You could do projects at an hourly rate. You can go on site for an hourly rate, but if you plan on delivering a remote model and uh, give clients that what they want is that predictability. They don't want unpredictability. So when you give them that fixed cost model, you're going to close more business. So, and we want to teach people how to do that. So really we're, we're educating and uh, we're, we're, we want to help them not only generate more business, but sell value and how to mark or how to price themselves out because i see a lot of conversations online where they're like how much should i charge and what should i what should i bill for this and what should i what um what are what is everyone else charging so we want to answer those questions we want to help people get to the get get them to build packages instead of charging by the hour because as you guys know you only have 40 hours 50 hours 60 hours to work a week if you start charging by the fixed cost, you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to be able to scale and you're going to be able to make a lot more money. So, right. so I know that a lot of the discussions, of course, you asked the question is redundant to the point where it's almost every day you can go to one of the social medias and see somebody going, Hey, what do you charge? 
and everybody yep. just starts spouting out numbers. Yep. And there's nothing behind the numbers unless you can talk about the area that you're in, the services yep. you provide. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, the SLA and that sort yep. of stuff. So I get that, and we need to do that. Uh, Gregory, I want to ask a question, and I don't remember exactly where we were when we did the last show, but we talked about disseminating a lot of this information and how other people, that's the best way I'll describe it, uh, put everything behind a paywall. Right. You know, just you know, pay us more money and we'll give you the secret. Oh, right. you, now, oh, but there's another secret. So yeah, pay us more money. Here. <laughs> right. um, you guys are kind of, you know, trying to knock that out of the water. So describe that for right. us. Yeah, we want to give you like all the tools you can, uh, you know, to be, to get successful, be successful. I think what we put behind the paywall is more of the one-on-one, um, you know, coaching, that kind of thing versus just a message being behind the paywall. Um, the message behind the paywall kind of like is, is just a, is a static message, right? It could be relevant to you and it might not be relevant to you. So when you get past the paywall, you might look at it and go, well, this has nothing to do with what I need or what I want. So we want to give everybody as much um, information as we can that might be relevant to them before we hit the paywall and the payroll is going to be like, hey, what do you do? How do you do it? What are you doing now? How are you doing it now? And here's how we, you think we think you should change it in order to maximize your your profitability, maximize your billable um, time and hours and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what we want to do. We don't want to put these static canned over and over and over messages behind paywalls. Right. Because a lot of times people they'll pay and get something. It's like, Oh, I paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's more like a line of, uh, like a private peer group, but a personal one-on-one type deal. That's, that's what's going to be behind the paywall. I've seen so many paywalls be like, yeah, we'll tell you secret one. And then guess what? You need secret two in order to make secret one work. And they're like, well, <laughs> secret two might get, might be the best thing on earth but it's behind paywall number two. And then you get back, you get to secret number two and they're all like, well, to make secret one and two work, you need the secret of secret number three. And that's even behind and more bigger paywall. Or they say, look, you got to come to our seven day conference for 49.55, you know, $4,955 where we'll teach you everything you need to know that all the secrets will make sense there and on and on. And you're like, well, these paywalls are, are, you know, they're not helpful. They don't, they don't push you forward. All they do is take money from you. Yeah. So Fernando, we, we lost your video for a bit there. Did you, did you stay connected by audio? Did you hear us? Yes, I did. And uh, yeah, I got a text from my, <laughs> from my niece who's on her way here. Cause she needs help with her marketing campaign. So <laughs> now she doesn't have to go behind the paywall, does she? No, 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 God, no, no, no. But you know, Gregory, he man, he hit it. He hit the nail on the head because he's right. It's it can be frustrating, and I could see why so many people are so they don't trust marketing groups. They don't because. They they don't deliver or they overpromise and underdeliver. So I get it. I, I I've been there with them. So I I understand it. But it doesn't mean that marketing doesn't work. And I'll, you know what I'll use as a, a great analogy is a fitness trainer. I'm sure you guys see uh, these fitness guys on TikTok or some social media platform, and they're giving tips on how to work out, what to eat, and boy, let me tell you, I. If 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 you follow their uh, their specific plan to the letter, you might not even get any results because I don't know. Let's just say they have a different, they have uh, a higher metabolism. Your metabolism is slow. You're maybe you may be uh, uh, cheating on the weekends and eating more calories than you should, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. And that's what I that's why I want to compare the fitness trainer to the marketing groups. Just because it didn't work with one group or two groups 
doesn't mean that marketing isn't a, a fit for you. It just, you got to find the right leadership, the right formula, because your audience, they're looking for you. I can assure you that they are looking for you online or they are looking for you on social media. So you just have to determine where is your audience and how are you going to get them that content? Because content is what's going to get you in front of your audience. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a quick moment here and talk about content because I'm going to break the schedule I put down here. But you guys have an upcoming webinar actually this Friday, right? August 25th, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, converting your online visitors. Is that the correct name? Right. I think I I saw a second name. (laughs) Building a site that converts. Is that that what you said? Because you cut out a little. Um, yeah, well, it says converting your online visitors is the the one that I had, but I thought I thought I saw another name out there. Yeah, yeah how, to, how to convert your using you know how to convert users on your website basically. Yeah, if if you're driving, tra- so Marv, I don't know if you track because we track everything, right? We track how many visitors come to our site, and we track what pages they're viewing. I don't know if you do that, but if you're not converting, if 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 you're not driving traffic to your site, it's a waste of time for you to even listen in. It, you just don't, you know, it's just going to be a waste of your time. But if you want to learn, if you want to hear what we do, how we do it, then yeah, it's it's a good listen. So to answer your question real quickly, my nickname is No Marketing Marv. So <laughs> <laughs> there's not much that I track. Uh, but the, I, this year, I was going to work on a lot of that stuff. We so I just finished selecting Threat Locker for my privileged access um, elevation stuff. So that took me some time. So the remaining part of 2023 is going to be select my ticketing program. Okay, because uh, I am that artisan boutique trunk slammer where you know I've only got a few clients and a few hundred endpoints. So. I, been kind of surviving without that. Well, I shouldn't say a few hundred. Six, six, 667 was the number of endpoints that I had in my dashboard. For All right. People that want to question how small I am. <laughs> so no, it's not you're right. You're right. Tracking great. is a big thing. Tracking, you know, where your referral is coming from, where, you know, your prospects, you know, that you actually sign up, tracking the usage, you know, what are, what are you doing for them? Tracking your hours. All that has to be tracked. Yeah. Well, oh, yes. the conversion is king. The conversion is the gold in the or the platinum or the silver, whatever. It is the most important uh, thing that you're going to want to circle the wagons. Everything is is really about a conversion. How you get the conversion is, you know, that's very that can be very complicated. But right. you must get conversions in order to you know, increase your business. I assume that a lot of people come to you and are like, uh, how do you track? Because all we do is when they come into the store, we ask, how'd you hear about us? But most of the time there's got to be some intentionality in going after customers. Are you sending out, you know, postcards or flyers or emails? Um, Are you running campaigns and stuff like that? Now, I did ask you guys before, do you help MSPs when it comes to putting those types of campaigns together? What we intend to do is have vendors on the MSP Corner platform that have been vetted, that I've interviewed personally, that I know their their strategy would work. And I'm not a big believer of of mailers and 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 uh, that type of marketing. Sorry, I'm old, but, old school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's uh, the the we want to stick to new school type of uh, strategies because you know we Marv, I I don't know how uh, how young you are, but back in the day when Gregory and I were working on this two decades ago. He's like, uh, look, look in the yellow pages for some companies and see if we can, you know, call into some small businesses and get, you know, give them IT support. I'm like, oh my goodness, wow, the yellow pages, wow, why don't I think of that, right? But 
it was, let me tell you, it was a struggle two decades ago, making dozens of phone, you know, dozens of cold calls. But we survived and we grew because of cold calling. But like I was telling, uh, you know, I was on another podcast yesterday. The first 10 years, I probably generated, what, 40 to 50 meetings each year. That's 500 meetings. The first year we did PPC, we almost did 300 meetings in one year. One year. Just one. Uh Uh-oh. Fernando's internet might not be. Yeah, Fernando. It's a really targeted campaign that not only hit a nerve, but it attracted a specific uh, organization. It's, it, it it attracted small businesses and large businesses. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that, oh, you're going to get these half a million, million dollar deals. No, 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 no. We're talking 20 to 200K a year deals. That's about it. You might come across a 300 to 400K deal. You might once a year, but the majority of your opportunities are going to be between 20 to 80K a year. That's it. You will occasionally get maybe a dozen to 20 a year, get 100 to 200K a year deals because they're looking for you and uh, they need you and they're unhappy with their MSPs or their IT resource, their IT resources yeah. moving or they're just unhappy, right? Yeah. So it's it's the, the amount of searches done is in the thousands. So. And that's one thing, you know, you know, Marv, I was just going to mention the data analytics and we use Google analytics, but this all could be proven with uh, keyword research and for specific areas, right? Like if, if, if I, I think you're in Miami, correct? Or Fort Lauderdale? Fort Lauderdale. Okay. My SEO guy would call you. He does this all for free, just to, to be honest with you. And, and I love my SEO guy because he does a phenomenal job for us. I would recommend him and he would do all the legwork for you and say, okay, these are the keywords you want to rank for. This is how many times uh, uh, the searches are made every month for you. They're they're looking for you, right? So if it's in the hundreds, I would say, eh, not a a good fit. I would not go that way. But if it's in the thousands, I would say, yeah, you should invest in SEO. You should look into it at least. Nice. Yep. Fernando, let's do this real quick. You had a couple of drops on your video, uh, so we missed a couple of points there. Uh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to go through and thank our sponsors for the show. Uh, that'll give you a little bit of chance to check your video just to make sure we don't lose you again. And uh, let me go ahead and bring up uh, our sponsors. So the IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly. They are your number one ally when it comes to handheld networking tools. I know that last week I talked about the fact that I just received the newest CyberScope. I don't have much to report on it now, except that it does everything that the EtherScope did and gives me very, very detailed network discovery. I can do cable testing. I can do uh, port testing. Uh, check internet, do all that sort of stuff. So NetAlly has been very, very good. So NetAlly.com, they have been the ally of the network professional for 25 years. Our live show brought to you by Computers Done Right, full-service IT provider, offering managed IT services and consulting in Venice, Florida. It includes proactive monitoring, network management, data backup, and recovery as well as cybersecurity and website services. Uh, ComputersDoneRight.com can work with you and provide you with all the necessary support to keep you up and running. And our newest sponsor, Instant House Call, remote support software designed for the small business. It allows customers to start a tech support session by downloading a small app or by clicking an icon on their desktop, making it very easy for them to connect remotely and securely. And they have all of the useful tools for the technician, cross-platform compatibility with both PC and Mac, full USA compatibility, unattended remote access, file sharing, and SMS notifications so that you can receive alerts from customers when they are looking for support. So 
The software offers a 15-day risk-free trial. You don't even have to put in your credit card. Head over to instanthousecall.com. And I don't have a slide for this, but I do want to talk about the upcoming conference that I will be attending. In fact, I am the MC for TechCon Unplugged. It is happening this September 7th through the 10th in New Jersey. It is at the Delta Woodbridge Hotel. And Paco and Rick over at MSP Unplugged have planned a fantastic event for you. If you head over to techconunplugged.com right now, you will see an updated schedule, updated sponsors. I think there's something like 16 vendors that are going to be there. And it is going to be a fantastic time. Uh, I'm going to be meeting over the next few days with some of the vendors that are doing presentations, the keynote speakers. So it is going to be fantastic. I think there's something like five tickets left. So if you are near New Jersey, uh, head over to techconunplugged.com, get your ticket. Oh, it looks like tickets are sold out. I don't see a purchase on there. Nope, there it is. You can still register, uh, techconunplugged.com. All right. I saw you fiddling there, Fernando. Are we good? (laughs) I hope so. I kind (laughs) of want to go back to my uh, computer because... The uh, uh, I'm on my cell phone right now, so Uh-oh. I'm I'm gonna probably lose the camera. But hey, it's it's up to you guys. Should I should I keep my pretty face on camera or should I uh, join on the uh, on the computer? No, let's with no let's see how it goes. I mean, if you drop, we'll we'll let you know and and go from there. Although you're trying to switch right now, it looks like ah <laughs> uh, the joys of live. So there's uh, Fernando and his computer image. <laughs> I came on. I saw that I came on for a second. Did you guys see that? No, we didn't see that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All that. right. We're going to go with a gray screen. No big deal. I'd rather have uh, a, 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 uh, a stable connection than my, than myself. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So, um, so I put in the show notes something mm-hmm. that I thought would be a good thing for us to talk about because the biggest thing that I think we always struggle with when we're doing marketing, well, it's not me, but people like you, when you do marketing, <laughs> um, it's, it's why are we doing the marketing? You know, it, it's obviously, you know, most people think, well, it's just to get customers. Um, but it's really not to just get customers. You've got to, do it with intention. And I put some thoughts in there where obviously you want to promote, you know, your services, you want to boost visibility, then you want to drive sales. So I want to get your response to that. What do you guys think? Um, I think you want to do marketing additionally to establish your legitimacy. Um, A lot of the times, if you don't have any website or web presence, um, and someone tries to look you up and they can't find you then, or they can't find anything. All they can find maybe is a LinkedIn profile. It kind of, it kind of strips away a little bit of your legitimacy, even though it, it doesn't sound like it should, or if to be fair, if you've been in the IT industry for 15 or 20 years and you know your stuff really well, then I mean, you're legitimate, but if you have a website, if you have a good marketing message. If you're just going to cre- lend yourself a lot more credibility by um, by having marketing, by having a website, by having um, you know, it just puts people at ease. If you have a price sheet, if you have a capability statement, if you have a list of uh, customers you've worked with before, if you have case studies, all this stuff is basic marketing 101. But it doesn't just help you make the sale. It puts people at ease. And a lot of the time, you know, trust is a big part of our, our industry. And so being put at ease is really critical to, to a lot of these people. When, uh, I don't know if this is a way to ask a question because I assume that most people that you started working with have been involved in the industry with a while and they're just looking for a little bit of help and assistance. But I imagine that there's probably somebody new that comes in or they come to you because they're struggling with their marketing. They've tried stuff and it doesn't work just like, you know, Fernando talked about earlier. 
have you guys put together like a list of the common challenges that we as MSPs face when we start doing marketing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Do you want to? Yeah, we know, we know what everyone really starts out with, with what their problems are in the beginning. And then we know what your problems are in the middle. And then we know what your problems are when you hit the, you know, when you try to hit the million and then we know what your problems are going to be when you try to hit the 2 million. Um, the difference between the million and the 2 million is, is a desert of pain that a lot of people, you know, don't understand. Why can't I reach 2 million? I, I got to a million. Why right. can't I get to 2 million? Why can't I get to a hundred thousand? Um, so yeah, it, there are these deserts between a hundred thousand and a million and a million and 2 million that there are all these little things inside of there that, yeah, they're on a checklist for us that we know you need in order to, to crack that $2 million nut. You know, that's something I didn't think about, but there are a lot of people that will hit that plateau wherever they get to. And, you know, they may get to five people in the office and they're at that one to 1.5 million. And it's, it's, I think a lot of times it's not necessarily a marketing issue. It's a scale issue, right? Yes. Yes. And it could be um, just the mentality of your leader, of your CEO. It could be that he is in a mode where he is trying to make a million dollars and make everyone in his, you know, make everybody happy offering all the services that he's knowledgeable about. Your leader is your, is your anchor. It's your boat anchor at a million five. And you need to maybe swap him out or or change his method men, mentality um i've seen that work where a person will swap out their leader and then they'll move on into higher numbers uh, a lot of the times you know co- companies are looking to buy 1.5 and 2s these merger and acquisition firms are just super hungry to slurp them up because they know they've got all this profitability hiding behind this 1.5 million. And what they'll do is they'll crush your operations and just, you know, feed on your customers and, uh, and take that as a way of moving, moving up, you know, moving up to scale. But what they always do is they, they, they take out the leader, you know, move him into a a advisory role for a year and then they shed him as quickly as they can. Mm -hmm. So the leadership is your boat anchor at 1.5. Interesting. <laughs> the bottleneck. I've heard the bottleneck also. It's 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 uh, it's a common problem. People. Well, you know, there's another thing that I, I, I see a lot of where I see a lot of hesitation with uh, IT CEOs is they're too busy working in their business than on their business. They're not strategists. They're techie people. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to make it sound like that's such a, it's a bad thing. It's just, they have to get out of that mentality and start learning how to delegate. It might not be easy uh, to let go of that control because it is hard. Trust me. I I even struggle with it because I have to delegate quite a bit and it's even a struggle for me, but I do know when it's, it's time. And uh, I see that, that's what keeps a lot of firms from growing is is because of delegation. And that can be the biggest one of the biggest challenges I see with a lot of IT firms. So the, all the stuff you guys both just said is really stuff that I read. I don't know, it may be 20 years ago, Michael Gerber in his E-Myth book. And, you know, we have this entrepreneurial seizure. And it's almost as if it's not really a marketing issue. It's more of that. It is more logistical, is more scale, and it's more thinking about the business as a business and not a glorified job. So this is a weird thing to ask in this podcast here, but is a lot of your job more about trying to tell these people it's not your marketing that's your problem, it's you? I mean, you guys have to tell people that? Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) It is hard. (laughs) But um, it's a, uh, it's a conversation, it's an ongoing conversation. 
Um, I understand that it's, uh, you know, this is, okay, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack about 15 years. Okay. Okay. I've been with the company for since 2001. So what is that? 22 years. So the first 10 years, I'm going to say, yeah, nine, 10 years, cold calling. That's what I knew. And Gregory, our CEO, our, our fearless leader over there, He's like, you really need to look into online marketing. That's the future. And it was still at its infancy, but it was really, it was, it was growing pretty quickly because of Google. And I go, and you, and you really need to study SEO and all the strategies behind it. And I'm like, I'll tell you, I'm not a person that fears anything. But when he told me that, I was like, oh my goodness, this is out of my comfort zone. I, I'm not a marketing person. I don't know anything about PPC or SEO. And I was, I I pushed back on him, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to go to a few webinars and thank goodness that I did. And that's what changed everything. I mean, having constant CEOs call you every week, asking to meet with you is such a great feeling. And it doesn't ever stop because you continue with this model. It's not, it's not like something that you have to keep assigning people to do this marketing strategy. This is all online. It's just easy. You just start it and plug and play. You just go. You do have to make some changes here and there, but it's very manageable and very simple. Well, back then, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, it was simple. Not anymore. You need experts now. And uh, we've had to hire experts because it's, it's become very robust. But let me tell you, a lot of these guys that I meet with that are IT guys, it's it's a comfort thing. They're scared. It, it, they're uncomfortable with it. Something they don't, you know, these guys are brilliant. You guys are brilliant people. You guys build networks from the ground up. You manage them. You maintain them. You figure out difficult problems. But when it comes to marketing, you guys turn into butter. I don't know what it is. It's like I, 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 I just see a lot of hesitation because it's it's the unknown, it's your it's you're out of your comfort zone, and I get it. I was there. I understand it. Yeah. So, Greg, let me ask you a question because Fernando's talked about how he started and how he was you know hesitant to make that change. How did you get him to make that change? Because he sounds <laughs> like an evangelist now. It's a tough nut. Correct. <laughs> Um, you know, being consistently right all the time helps. So, uh, <laughs> being, you know, being right 99% of the time and telling Fernando, showing him how right I am, um, has done the trick. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, doing something small, starting small, doing something and then seeing it succeed and showing somebody that you can be successful by taking a first step. If you take the, you know, all the long journeys, all the, everything that has is worth anything always begins with a, with one step forward. So giving baby steps to your, your, your people that don't want to listen to you or hesitant or what he, he said, they were afraid taking a step forward, one step at a time, one little step and seeing that you're getting positive results out of those steps is 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 really helpful. That's what does it. Um, if you take a step forward and you get terrible results, then it's not going to work out so well. So you got to really front load it to make it work, make it successful by you know just one little step at a time. All right. Let me also do a quick public service announcement. Just uh, so there's a person in the chat that I'm only going to acknowledge just to say this: uh, the person asked to be unbanned. So he could talk to the guy on the mic as he is talking crap. Oh, and <laughs> what's this guy on the mic? After a couple of things, That's all you. one, all one sided. I'm gone. Um, Jimmy Rizzo is the name, and I'm only going to say this because I'm not going to respond in the chat because we're in the middle of a show. But that's not this kind of show. So yeah. if you want to stay, Jimmy, and we will do a post show where you can ask questions, but I'm not going to allow you to to jump on here. Uh, this is not the radio show where all I do is take calls, take calls, take calls. So <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if he's gone yet, but that's kind of what he said. Hopefully you're staying and listening and uh, 
we'll do a post show and see if you want to ask uh, some questions or give some feedback. You know, I'm not surprised by that, Marv, because yeah. I I get attacked uh, on Facebook when I post something about, you know, I, I'll post a tip, right? I'll say, look, guys, if you want to start driving traffic to your site, you really need to start looking into SEO, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I get attacked. I get a lot of hate. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't take it personally. I just I just look at them and go, I, I don't understand it. I don't under it's 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 kind of strange to me, but you know, yeah. what do you I look at it this way. SEO has been around, and I, I'm not going to claim to know all about SEO, but I know that you know what to some degree it's important uh, yeah. if you want to yeah. get found on the internet and stuff. And listen, there's thousands, if not millions, of people that are you know talking SEO yeah. uh, in terms of marketing with other. So it, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a personal thing. I think it's really somebody tried to do something as we talked about people on the TikTok or on YouTube or something that do these five steps and increase your, you know, yeah. SEO or people that send the emails and I'll get you to number one on Google, Yeah, uh, which yeah. I, I don't listen to those or believe those, but I do believe that it's important. Now I want to go back and, and ask you to clarify one thing because you've mentioned this, this acronym PPC. I think most of us know what SEO is search engine optimization. But even I, and I should know it, but I don't. What's PPC? Pay per click. It's the sponsor. Oh, yeah, when you do a yeah, 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 no, it's okay. It's okay. It's 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 commonly asked, and that's all right. But because, and as you know, when you're searching for something on Google, and there'll be that sponsored section, and they'll be the first on top there. So they're paying. They're paying for that real estate. Yep. And it can be expensive. So there you go. Oh yeah. All right. Well, with all that, let me go ahead and ask you this. I know we talked about the webinar that's coming up on Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, the link is a LinkedIn link, and I don't have myself signed in on this computer, but I will put it in the show notes that you guys can uh, click on that and sign up. Um, actually, there's a very long, looks like a MailChimp link, but I'm not going to throw that up on the screen. Uh, start converting your online visitors. Um Hosted by Fernando. Yeah. So what else is uh, coming up for you guys? What's what's the future of the MSP Corner? Well, we have some exciting guests coming up, right? We, we're we're going to have a, a firm that, you know, Marv, I don't know if you've ever come across this, but I hear this a lot. A lot of our, our prospects come to us because they can't scale, Right. So, okay. and this is not this, I don't want anybody to think, oh, we're, you're going to, this is a plug for single point of contact. Now, anybody who comes through the MSP corner is automatically funneled to one of our partners who helps IT firms scale, helps them implement a white label SOC or a 24-7 white label health desk. They'll get them lined up with the right fit. Now, a lot of IT, small IT firms are walking away from opportunities and they're also walking away from current opportunities because they can be like you. You're going to have 600 endpoints. I don't know. Let's just say it's 20 clients. They each have 30 endpoints. If you're only doing help desk support or server support, you can start offering them a 24-7 SOC solution with all the bells and whistles and team behind it at a very low cost. It's just getting you to market that op opportunity to your current clients. Cause you know what? Your clients love you. They trust you. If we're Gregory, and I talked about this on the podcast yesterday, how a sock can help you increase your revenue. And Gregory was talking about a very uh, specific approach because you can start generating more revenue by starting the discussion with a client, let's say they have 30 endpoints and they don't have EDR or XDR or dark web services or SIM or, you know, some type of solution to protect their network. You can start offering that without any big investment. This is all, oh, you have 30 users? Okay, this is what your, your bill is going to be. Let's say it's 300 bucks a month. You get SIM, EDR, et cetera, et cetera. You mark that up by 30, 40%, you're making yourself some extra money there for not for not doing anything. So there's a lot of opportunity people are walking away from. 
And we want to educate them on how we do that on the MSB corner because it's, it's uh, um, like I was saying, MSPs are highly sought after. It's a big, it's a big business. Yeah. Speaking of MSPs, I'm going to throw this up there and say hello to a person in the chat that said hello, Matthew McClahey. <laughs> running a very good, uh, well, he's not running it. He's part of a really good MSP. Uh, awesome. He's a awesome. development uh, director guy, um, but uh, goes after and gets a lot of prospects and helps uh, make sure that the services are running smoothly for uh, his go. MSP. All right. All right. All right. We're coming up here at the top of the hour. Did you guys do your homework? And uh, I did. Did you get ready for... I know Greg. Okay, so <laughs> Greg, have you heard of Florida Man? I have. Okay, so so Marv is going to ask us if we have any any stories, California stories that will rival Florida Man stories. I just read one today yeah. of a Florida man picking up a little baby alligator and throwing it into a Wendy's drive-through window. I'm like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one that came up for me. It was kind of funny. I'm just like, wow, I, why have I never heard of the Florida man? There's a whole there's a whole comedy routine. There's like, well, there's like three, but there's one that is actually fabulous that talks about that. And it's a guy, his half of his set is all about Florida man who and he talks about he robbed a Wendy's with an alligator. <laughs> And he he talks about first of all, you got to get an alligator, and apparently they're just walking around in Florida, available for the taking. They are. And uh, he talks about strapping it in the back seat because I was what you transported. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I have, have a good, I that. have a good story if you want to hear. Okay, it. yeah. So my wife, it's my wife. It's a true story, so I can corroborate it. Um, she gonna my wife this? is playing golf, and her and her friends uh, leave the you know the clubhouse with a bunch of breakfast burritos, um, you know, to eat along the way. And they're driving, and they're driving, and they come upon like the second or third hole, and they start eating their breakfast burritos. And out from the forest comes a little fox. And the fox is like playing on the coarse green. He's rolling around. He's and they're like, "Oh my god, look at this! So cute!" So they get out of their cart and they go over and they start taking pictures with the fox. <laughs> the fox is like, "How do I look?" You know, he's being very photogenic. He's coming up to them. They're 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 all having the best time with the fox. And they go back to their cart and they notice that all their breakfast burritos have been stolen. <laughs> and it was stolen by a second fox. So oh. the first fox would trick everyone into going over and looking at it, while the second fox would raid the cart and steal the breakfast burritos. Oh, and my. So, <laughs> that's wow. what happened, and it's a true story. <laughs> so so does, does the golf course know about this, and do they warn people, don't feed don't feed the friendly fox. No, they don't. They they're very sneaky. So they, I mean, they come up probably with a different uh, method if they got ratted out. All right. Well, so is that documented anywhere? Did they, I mean? No, it's just a story that I know is true. Right. Because people are going to say no picture, no link. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a, I got a story of a lady who was uh, arrested. For stealing a car and she was doing court you know whenever they have to be in court and she went to court to be either sentenced or arraigned or something but when she arrived they discovered that she had stolen a car to go to court for a stolen nice. car violation <laughs> only in california right yeah. <laughs> so right. that's my crazy california story all right, so I have uh, three Florida man stories from the last twelve hours. Oh my! And oh my. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask for a number. Who? Which one of you wants to choose? Actually, Greg, I'll let you choose. Okay. So you can choose story number one, story number two, or story number three. Story number one. Story number one. Florida man proposes to girlfriend 
with a hot dog at Whacked Out Wiener. Oh, boy. So this is from <laughs> Foley, Florida. The saying, a lot can happen over coffee, flew out of the window when a man from Florida decided to break convention by proposing to his girlfriend with a hot dog. Brad Richardson shocked his girlfriend, Brooke James, when he got down on his knees to propose to her. While the proposal itself did not shock her, the group, the choice of his prop did. Uh, there is, it says here. So they have a picture. He doesn't have a ring? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I should have, I should have done this. So there is a picture of the hot dog with oh the my. ring. Oh. And the hot dog. He's got oh, a okay. ring, though. There's so a ring. ring. There's a ring. He, he's kind of redeemed himself. Yeah. That's so. funny, though. Oh, uh, my. Yeah. So that was it. And she said that it took me a few minutes, a few seconds to really understand it wasn't a joke. <laughs> he's, he's done stuff like this before. Oh, he my. will jokingly get on one knee when I ask for a paper towel, and he will be like, will you take this from me? <laughs> so... Uh, so there you go. So that was story. At least he had some bling in the dog. So that's good. Yeah. 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 yeah some bling. All right. And uh, so, yeah, so that was story number one. Uh, I will tell you, uh, Fernando, that story number three would have been Florida man arrested for failed Wendy's, Wendy's and bank robbery attempts. Mm. So another oh, Wendy story for you. Oh my. Wow. They love those. They love your, you guys. They love the Wendy's out there. All right. They like That's robbing right. them, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, they love robbing the Wendy's. What's up with yeah. that? <laughs> All right. So there we go, folks. Let me throw up a quick banner here for your Facebook group for the MSP Corner. If people right. want to go and sign up there, facebook.com slash groups slash MSP Corner. Awesome. And uh, no paywall to get into the group. So, no, no, gosh, no. <laughs> no, no. All right. Uh, that's my questions, guys. Anything else you need to pimp about the, the corner? No. No. <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing All else. Right. We, we touched on quite a bit. I, I'm surprised this hour went by pretty fast, Mark. It I does. Was, it goes by fast. That is fast. Of course, we got heckled by Jimmy Rizzo. So. Yeah, Jimmy Rizzo. What's up with Jimmy Rizzo? If he's in my group in uh, MSB Corner, I'm kicking him out. Uh, we'll see. So uh, we'll go ahead and end off the show here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out uh, here with the show. Uh, let's see here. Let me pull up real quick my calendar here because I've got uh, see some guests here. So next week, uh, let's see. Of course, it would help if I get in the right month, June, July, August. <laughs> so next week, uh, we have Nick Wolf joining us from Evo Security, uh, a new company that I found out about. So we're going to have them on as a guest. And then the week after will be the show before TechCon Unplugged. And it's going to be basically a road to Jersey. So we'll have a few different people on and we'll be talking about stuff ahead of the TechCon conference uh, that particular week. And then we've got a couple of shows after that. And then I'll have some audio shows. So if you are not a regular listener to the show, head over to itbusinesspodcast.com, hit follow up in the top right bar and find a way to catch the show. We've got YouTube and Facebook and all the podcatchers so that you can follow us, especially when the audio shows come out, you can get alerted inside of, you know, the Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, iHeart, all the stuff there. And of course you can always go back and listen to past shows and you can also pay attention to this month's queue, the question of the month based on an episode from two weeks ago. The question, what is your most unique or memorable gift that you've given to a client to say thank you? Mm. And the caption to remember is promotional items are not gifts. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. All right, guys. So uh, Gregory and Fernando from MSP Corner, guys, thanks for hanging out. Yep. And for all of you watching live, thank you. And for those listening later, thank you as well. We'll see you soon. And until then, holla.